Welcome to this episode of Come Follow Me, Disciples' Journey. Uh, this episode will discuss section 90. This is given in uh, March 1833, and this more formally organizes the first presidency and gives kind of a line of authority, makes sure it's clear that the prophet holds all the keys. Um, what it does, and I have all throughout my notes here, uh, is order. All things are done in wisdom and order, and this is something, this section speaks to that in the way the Lord operates. Uh, Latter-day Saints make covenants with God for time and all eternity. Priesthood is the authority to seal those covenants and have them last throughout eternity. Eternal marriage, baptism, bestowal of the Holy Ghost, temple covenants, these are all sealed by divine authority known as the priesthood. It's important to know who those keys rest with. That's why the church is important. To be like, if you want to boil it down, why is the church different than any other church? It's because we have the authority to act in God's name. We have the keys of the kingdom, the keys of the priesthood. And where do they rest? With the prophet. That's one of the main things of this section. Um, hammers home. Verse 4 say, verse four and 5 say, Nevertheless, through you shall the oracles be given to another, yea, even unto the church. And all they who receive the oracles of God, let them beware how they hold them, lest they are counted as a light thing, and are brought under condemnation thereby, and stumble and fall when the storms descend, and the winds blow, and the rains descend, uh, and beat upon their house. What are the oracles of God? Um, they can be defined as the revelations, but also they can be defined as the revelators, the prophets. So, when they who receive the oracles of God, let them beware how they hold them. When the prophet speaks, there is no more neutral ground. Neutral ground is removed. You can either choose to follow the prophet or you can choose to not follow the prophet. But before the prophet speaks on an issue, there may be some neutral ground. And you may be safe not taking an action, not doing something. But once he speaks, you have we, the neutral ground is removed. Simply doing the same thing you were doing before and expecting the same result won't happen because that neutral ground is gone. You either follow the prophet or you don't. Where is their safety? Safety in following the prophet. Uh, verse 6 and 7 discuss how the first presidency is equal with the president of the church. They can do everything the presiding officer directs them to do as if the, the prophet or the president was directly acting. And this is this goes for bishoprics and other scorn presidencies and other presidencies. Um, and so, for example, both Sidney Rigdon and Frederick Williams received their ordination from Joseph Smith, who held the keys. So they could act for him, but they couldn't act as him, meaning they couldn't make any major decisions. They could just, you know, run them. They can act as though they, this is difficult. So let's see if I can find some some notes. Um, in a sense, okay, counselors can do everything their presiding officers direct them to do, as if the presidents were personally acting. In this sense, they are equals. However, they have no power to act independent of the president. Okay, there we go. So, in this way, we we know that when the Lord established the prophet, the president is the president. Yes, you can act for him. And as if though he was personally acting, if you're one of his counselors. But that doesn't give you the same authority as him. This also uh, was important because 
then it's it began to establish what would happen when a prophet died. Well, would the would the counselors just take it? Well, no, they don't have the same authority as as he does. So this begins to establish that order as well. Sections ten and eleven, the Lord says that um, every man shall hear the gospel in his own tongue. This is a prophecy about missionaries going out teaching the gospel. And um, let's see if I got this quote here. We've got. Uh, President Joseph Fielding Smith said for generations the vast majority of missionaries were sent out from North America to teach the peoples of the world and though they learned the language and taught the people in their own language they usually lacked native fluency now thousands of missionaries from scores of countries are being called to labor among their own people because these missionaries are native speakers and come from the same culture as the people they teach they can be especially effective in fulfilling the prophecy that all will hear the gospel in their own tongue okay so this revelation is being fulfilled. How? But I, the other thing that's interesting to me is this: is, they're in the school of the prophets at this time. This has just been established. Some of the things the Lord taught that told them to learn about were things that were going on in in the world. Well, if you can understand and learn those things, and you can understand people's cultures and societies, you can relate to them better. You learn their language, and now you're going to be able to speak their language and relate to them on a cultural level. It's going to be much easier to teach them the gospel. Recently, there was a story, maybe you saw this in like church news or, or online somewhere, of a, a missionary in Georgia, the country, so Soviet bloc country. Um, so it was at Eastern Europe. And, uh, you know, they lots of lockdown restrictions. And so this missionary, he decided what he wanted to do was just learn all he could about the Georgian culture and their language. And so he learned their national anthem and... Uh, they had a, a a barbecue, these missionaries did, and they invited some members of their ward or branch to come and some of the people they were teaching. And uh, I don't know if it was somebody they were teaching or someone, uh, some, uh, but a, a young woman who I think happened to have a fairly large social media following recorded this missionary kind of sharing his love for the Georgian culture that he had acquired. And what that led to was this video going viral. They got in, the two missionaries were invited to um, two news stations to be interviewed, and uh, this, then they said after that they were so busy, people trying to contact them and wanting to learn more about the the church and about why they were there. And all it, what it stemmed from was this missionary taking the time to learn even more thoroughly their language and their culture. And that's what the Lord is saying here in this prophecy is being more and more fulfilled as missionaries from their home countries are serving in their homeland, that they can relate in that uh, deeper and more profound way to these people. Um, in verses 12 through 18, the first presidency is admonished and they are given some counsel. Specifically in verses 17 and 18, they are told to repent of their uh, pride and sin uh, and set their own homes in order. I think this is an important thing for all church leaders. Look, and for and for everyone that's follows a church leader. So that means all of us. These these men and women are not perfect. They're like us. They're volunteering. They've been asked to do a job. All right. They're not perfect. Now, if you're if you're in that role, when you, yeah, you need to remember you're not perfect, and that's okay. But you need to repent. You need to make sure that your your home is in order, and that that's uh. It, critically important that your calling can't put your home and family at risk and in danger. Um, 
And if we're following those people, we need to remember that they're not perfect and that they're probably doing their best and they're probably following this council and trying to do their best and to repent. Uh, it is interesting that they that these two men were in the first presidency here admonished to uh, repent of their pride and high-mindedness because both Sidney Rigdon and Frederick Williams would basically because of their pride and their uh, opposition to the prophet leave the church. Frederick Williams did eventually return, but uh, so some interesting counsel here from the Lord knowing uh, these two men and what weaknesses they, they had. Um, quick note about verses 25 through 27. It says to keep your family small. It's not really talking about having few children. It was about running and not running faster than you were able. The saints were taking in um, pioneers and new members of the church and trying to take care of them. But what they were doing it, it was they were doing it at the risk and the detriment of their own families. And so he's saying, yes, help, help people, but uh, make sure that you are keeping them at a manageable, your household at a manageable level. And finally, in verses 36 and 37, uh, the Lord tells us that he will chasten Zion. Elder Melvin J. Ballard said, that kind of promise entails the necessity of chastisement. When we need to be chastised and chastened and corrected and brought to a condition of repentance, I recognize the Lord cannot fulfill his work nor accomplish his purposes without our willing obedience. He will not use this people unless we are willing to be used. But he has means of correcting us. He has means of chastisement, which he will apply from time to time. And the only thing that impedes our progress today is our own lack of willingness to follow the counsel of those whom God has appointed to lead this people because of the imagination of our hearts that we are wiser than they are. Think about the oracles of God that were mentioned right at the beginning of this section. And they who receive the oracles of God, let them beware how they hold them, lest they are counted as a light thing. Zion will be chastised, chastened, which means to be cleansed, purified, until she overcomes. That's us. Right? And the the Lord will do that for as long as possible, or as long as it is required, I should say. And the length of that really just depends on us and our obedience and our desire to be one with him and one with each other. Uh, thanks for listening. I hope you are enjoying your study this week. And uh, join me in the next episode as we close out the week and discuss sections 91 and 92.